real life. I refuse to speak because that's my right. And as American, doing a podcast from my couch, you can't stop me. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about our podcast a little bit. So we've been doing, um, this is our 34th 34. episode. So we're, I'm, I'm personally very proud of ourselves, you know, uh, being able to continue this. But at the same time, we haven't really um, gained any uh, audience yet. <laughs> but, Our brilliant um, marketing skills, uh, word of mouth, and yeah, no posting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're doing our best, you know, um, in terms of use of uh, social media and, you know, other stuff. I mean, I guess there's no other stuff. Well, I'm sorry. But social media and then just word of mouth. Word of mouth. See, it comes up a lot. People ask what we do, you know, like right. why are you guys here at you know and, at noon? Um, yeah, and then I guess what uh makes our effort a little bit different from others is that we're not really putting in any money, right? So we're oh, yeah, not really completely... spending any money for marketing and yeah. so it's it's very slow, man. Um honestly these days, a lot of people are doing podcasts, and um, organic growth is very, very difficult. Yeah, right? and a lot of people that are to... doing podcasts have typically some type of resume behind them, mm-hmm. so it incentivizes you to listen to them. Right. Like a lot of these actually, some of these pro climbers now have podcasts, which I'm super stoked about because I would mm-hmm. love to garner any insight I could. But yeah. you know, people like you and I, with our backgrounds being the engineering semiconductor department i don't think there's a large pool of people that are interested in yeah you know people like us with that kind of background but i think that just lends itself to the credibility of why we started this and the value in it Mm -hmm. that we were willing to like we talk about all the time forsake the normal path to approach it Mm -hmm. um to approach our lives in a way we want to and we've been rewarded for it way more than any type of financial status or popularity I would say could ever have brought in us, you know, say we got really popular after episode 10 or something like that, mm-hmm. or it caught on. We would not be the same people today as we are now. And I really like the people that we are, we're becoming mm-hmm. and we continually choose to be. And if this does become popular, then we'll have a new set of problems to tackle as far I, yeah. as far as identity is concerned, right? We always <laughs> got to be just unapologetically ourselves, like we talked about before. You know, yeah, we're trying to be yeah, continually did, right? remove these masks, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. Yeah, it's very hard, though. I don't know about yeah. you, but for me, um, it is not that easy, actually. I mean, I try to remind myself of um, that I, I'm just doing this for fun, and you know, I, I more than that, maybe. Maybe more than having fun, but I, I like to be at least genuine, authentic. But a lot of times I get, sometimes I get nervous and I, I'm hesitating because of certain reasons that may uh, cause some, you know, controversial um, arguments and debates, things like that. So there are a lot of factors that kind of um, make me hesitate. Mm-hmm. But I decided not to do that because uh, I really feel like well really the best way to really communicate with the people and put out my idea is to be as authentic as i can be you know yeah so 
I think that's at least uh, that's the mindset I'm gonna, you know. I'm yeah, it's a great great mindset. We were yeah. talking about this today at the gym, but we have this unique set of circumstances and experiences mm-hmm. as individuals, right? You is your yeah. own individual, me is my own individual, and if we just choose to basically, you know summarize verbatim what other people have said mm-hmm. we're not really giving our own unique valuable input and yeah. insight into the world yeah like all that stuff all those things those wise men have said or people mm-hmm. that are considered smart by the centuries or the generations or the culture it's been said yeah do i do i really need to say it again right for them like i want to kind of put my own twist on it or my mm-hmm. own thoughts and my perception into it you know give credit where credit's due but right i mean yeah. unless we're presenting their ideas of course and you can present an idea and say hey this is coming from nietzsche it's based loosely in that blah 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 and yeah you gotta give the pleasure is credit where credit's due for sure you don't want to be for lack of a better term stealing from people right but But also you don't want to like taint it right yeah (laughs) yeah more than anything you don't want to taint it right you don't want somebody to look at you and say oh fuck nietzsche must be an idiot look at this guy this long-haired dude and this (laughs) pink-haired friend yeah, <laughs> somebody really uh, already criticized you about your look. Um, oh, did they? I missed well, it. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was not a valid or you know criticism, but you know when we did uh, last episode religion, uh, some people got really mad, and then um, yeah, he attacked on you, man. Oh, oh sorry, <laughs> demon look. Yeah. I didn't even see it. <laughs> I I remember somebody said something that van. Or van even, yeah, that guy. I'm talking. Oh, about, was it? Yeah. I I don't know. I, I just replied, I have a van, because. <laughs> <laughs> I was working on my van. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but... um To all the haters out there, if you want to start a cult, you got to look like a cult leader. So that's yeah. why I'm growing my hair out. Um, I'm just trying to play the part, guys. So right. if you want to come join us in the desert. <laughs> and also, uh, our initial vision uh, for this podcast, we... I mean, we just like to... Uh, have conversation right so we don't really need to have that popular form these days for podcasts uh the interview right but um so our initial vision was that well we uh we can you know make our uh, make change to that form um down the road but i don't know if that's going to ever happen i'm not sure i don't know i think we're i mean i'm of... not saying that i don't want to i'm just not sure if that's ever going to happen the interviewing, more <laughs> interviews, essentially. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it will. I think we're just currently... Oh, we did already twice. We did, yeah. and we've we've got another mic, right, to set it up properly so we can do it. A, a good interview. Right. High, higher quality. Yeah, I guess more than anything is um, circumstantial cur- currently. Yeah. You know, we don't have um, studio. I mean, as you can see, we're just doing this uh, on a couch. Chilling on the couch. <laughs> it's nothing special. Um, we just blocked a window. Very... Uh, you know this uh, basic lighting, um, basic camera, basic mics that are decent enough. You know, I mean, we're just doing this with a very minimal, you know, setting. Yeah, it's extremely yeah. crude because we're passionate about it. Yeah, we don't need the best and the brightest and the newest mm-hmm. tools to express ourselves. This right. is good enough currently. Yeah, mm-hmm. if people like it and can see through that, then cool. Yeah. You know, eventually we'll get money more money to upgrade these types of things mm-hmm. and have more interesting engaging conversations hopefully with the listeners out there and then some mm-hmm. people will interview as we meet but yeah like you said we're kind of just in a situation right now where we got back from thailand mm-hmm. 
there's some work that needs to be done on the vehicle, so doing that. We're just basically getting everything set up so we can move into the next phase of the podcast, right. mm-hmm. the coffee, and several other things in our lives. So mm-hmm. thanks for bearing with us. But it's only going to get better. Yeah. That's what I feel like. Yeah, I mean, It's that's, only going to get that's better. That's why we're even trying to make money, right? Yeah. Um, I, that doesn't sound good, but <laughs> we need some sort of money to um, improve our podcast quality. That's what yeah. I'm getting at. You know, I'm not saying we're gonna have you know expensive equipment, expensive studio, you know, like MTV style, <laughs> crazy shit. That's what I'm talking about. But we need a uh, uh, some sort of you know uh, funds to make improvements you know yeah yeah for sure and i think the way that we're currently doing the podcast while from the outside some episodes may seem a bit more incoherent than others but this is part of the process of kind of learning and finding our style yeah and you know we definitely take people's feedback very seriously Mm -hmm. and try to incorporate any of the criticisms to resolve those issues but I think we, from the get-go, we want this to be more loose form, conversational. Yeah. You know, we're discussing ideas. Yeah, we do some homework and things beforehand just so we're not miscommunicating or, you know, sharing incorrect information. Right. But a lot of these other podcasts, I shouldn't say a lot, but there's there's other podcasts I listen to where it's obvious, a fair amount of it's scripted. They're mm-hmm. reading off a script and mm-hmm. you don't really get that organic feeling from some of those people. And yeah. again, I don't think that's necessarily bad. wrong or bad, bad mm-hmm. but that's not that doesn't speak to me in the way I want to communicate. I want to communicate just like, hey, my friend's sitting across from me. This is mm-hmm. how I would talk to you. Yeah. Anybody who sees us on this camera and through these podcasts, yeah. this is who we are in real life. Like a hundredfold. <laughs> yeah. True. You get what you get. You see what you see. There's no difference. Yeah. And I think the closer we are to being that person in all circumstances. Um, the better we're able to um, truly express ourselves and be understood, in turn, yeah. understood by others. Yeah. Again, like I, like I said, I think the best way to really communicate in any settings and with anybody is to be genuine, right? Uh, that's what we're trying to be. Again, we're not perfect because... Uh, Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, at least that's, that's our aim, you know. Mm-hmm. So... Well, I spent over 10 minutes just talking about that. But I, I was going to just uh, say that that's why I think Jordan's podcast is so popular because it's not, you know, it's not staged. There's yeah, no script. You yeah. know, I think that's, even though it's like two, three hours, like it, it flies by. You know? It does. It goes really quick because people are having interesting conversations. They're yeah. not talking about purely their bullet points like, oh, yeah, we got through that subject. Let's move on. They mm-hmm. go on tangents. They talk about random things that are totally right. unrelatable yeah. uh, in some circumstances. But you get a sense that you're having an authentic, you're sitting in on an authentic conversation with right. two people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't think you can authentically. As much as it can get, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. As much as you can. I don't think anybody can authentically replicate that if they go in there thinking like, well, let's just have an authentic conversation. Mm-hmm. Like the authentic conversation takes many different forms based on who you are and who you're with. Mm-hmm. So this and is why like, they're there. Yeah. Right? And, and, that, also, yeah, and, that, and mm-hmm. he's been doing it for a long time. Like yeah. go back and look some of the old episodes. You'd be like, wow, this dude's a fucking idiot. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, we're idiots too. Yeah. In a lot of ways, don't get you wrong, we're educated in some specific areas. Yeah. And we but have... at some point in our lives, we're all idiots. Yes, you know? I'm an idiot still in a yeah. lot of regards, yeah. for sure. For sure. For sure. It's, what do you say? Heard my feeling. He said <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> we Guys. make progress. We talked about this earlier that, you know, your truth, set of truths, and uh, your values continue to change. You progress, you know. I poured Advance. coffee in my hair. You did? Oh, man. But you're right. Yeah, the ideas shift mm -hmm. and change as you get more experience and more opinions. Uh, opinions. I know this is going to upset some um, um, people who are listening to this, that there's no, um, basically, uh, those who think that there are absolute truths, and I'm not saying okay. That's that's really controversial subject that I even for me. But uh, one thing that I know is that truth can change. Yeah, for sure. And then for your values, it can change. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, there is no progress. There is no advancement in your ideas. You're you're isolated. You know, I'm, I'm sure a certain set of values don't change. Mm -hmm. You know, very fundamental stuff. And I'm not saying all fundamental stuff never change, but some fundamental stuff may not change. That's what I'm saying, you know. But there are certain uh, values that um, I shouldn't say meant to be uh, meant to be changed, but it should change. Yeah. Because otherwise, again, you're isolated. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you're not being enlightened. You know. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's a real power in just the belief that things can change. If you truly believe that things can change and have the potential to change, then suddenly you start kind of uh, reorganizing your ideas and thoughts around your values and your systems. Like, okay, well, you know, maybe I value... Mm -hmm. uh, let's see here. Let's try to do something not very controversial. Maybe I value eating meat. Right. I value it strongly. Uh -oh, I say this cannot change. Too. Is it? Is that? I don't know. It's controversial, <laughs> You're man. You're a lot of vegetarians here. Oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, well, actually, I was gonna say in their their benefit. Like, if I'm somebody who says yeah. I identify as a meat eater, this is part mm -hmm. of my identity, it constitutes who I am, yeah. and it cannot change, then you might never ever know. Like, yeah. Oh shit! Look at all these other vegetarian options that are right. not only great for me, delicious, healthy environment, blah blah blah, mm -hmm. have all these other benefits, but you know, maybe meat. The meat you were eating actually had some genetic uh, problem with you. Yeah. Like you have some genetic issue with meat that you're totally unaware of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good practical example. Uh, but I think also that, you know, to your point. I eat meat. Um, that kind of attitude makes you more open-minded. You're more flexible, mm -hmm. you know, which means that you're not, which is kind of, you know, uh, antithesis to bigoted. You know, yeah, close-minded, yeah, yeah. you know? So, um, otherwise, why do you even have conversation with anybody? Why? Because you're not going <laughs> to listen to them. That's a good point. You know? Um, <laughs> but when I talk to people, even though I have really firm, you know, opinions and set of values, for sure, yeah, I'm not going to say that I don't have those. But at least I'm open-minded, you know? Yeah. I, I, I'm willing to change my opinion and beliefs and values yeah. Yeah. if you can convince me. Yeah, you know? yeah, and then that can be only done through really uh, uh, speculative spirits. You know, otherwise you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Which leads us to <laughs> today's dun, topic. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Fear 
and it's sorry. minutes in. <laughs> sorry, free version guys. <laughs> you only have four minutes left. <laughs> uh, we got to rush. started our subject today. Yeah, which leads, leads us to um, our topic today, which is philosophy. Yeah. We're going to talk about philosophy. Yeah, one of our um, greatest passions, I would say. Um, By far the the biggest intellectual passion I have. Yeah, for sure. Hands down, mm-hmm. intellectually speaking. So we're uh, very excited. Um, but you have only three and a half minutes left for uh, free listeners. Uh, if you want to listen to the rest of the uh, our discussion, please the subscribe. <laughs> There's the bait. You gonna take it or what? <laughs> <laughs> subscribe, subscribe to our Patreon, uh, which is Patreon.com/slash The Theory of Living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Currently, we have five patrons, by, by the way. Yeah, um, mostly family members. <laughs> hey, <laughs> not even family. All of the family members, actually. <laughs> well, that's because everybody that subscribes, we consider family. Yeah, but okay. To be fair, though, we never asked them. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we, never... we thought that. I mean, we really want to grow this organically. I mean, yet yeah, now the five seems a lot, but if you have thousand, two thousand, the five is nothing, right? Yeah, so yeah. eventually, it doesn't even matter whether yeah. or not they're helpless, yeah. right? I mean, I really appreciate them, of course, but that's why we didn't even ask them. The friends, yeah, and all yeah. Well, also, again, anybody that subscribes to this, or you hit the like, or you comment, or whatever, mm-hmm. we're just appreciative that you're engaging. Mm-hmm. With what we're putting out there. Even if you think we're idiots. (laughs) Even if you know it to be true. Right. So, let's move on. Uh, Because we only have two and a half minutes for uh, the free listeners. Uh, We're going to talk about philosophy today. Uh, Where do we start, man? Where do we start? Some would say the beginning, but I think that would be... Stupid. Never start at the beginning. How How about we start with our own experience? Yeah. I think, you know, I, I can recall uh, a lot of moments in my life, but I think the first very um, uh, relevant moment in my life was, I, I actually talked about this when we um, did a theory of us, I mm-hmm. think. Episode 8. Or epistemology. Well, one of them. But that was the first moment that I really... Um, took an action with my kind of passion. Mm. You know, I was like third grade or second grade, something like that. And then I had this uh, uh, coupon for a bookstore, um, so, which was equivalent to like $2, something like that. But you could have, uh, you could buy a book by then. Um, so I went to a bookstore and then I chose epistemology. Mm. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was not epistemology. It was uh, study of words, uh, right? Yes, um, history. What was the what was the name that I told you? Hang on a second here. It's coming to me. <laughs> I already forgot. But uh, it was, I think, it was about history, um, the subject of history. So basically, he was arguing that um, the common debate that we're having today, still today. Uh, whether or not history could be subjective, objective, you know, how one historian should write history and things like that, right? Yeah. So that was probably like the first uh, action that I took for my intellectual curiosity. Yeah. yeah. Which is not crazy um, 
like irrelevant, completely relevant to philosophy. You know, that's no, no, not not at all, not at and all. And then it was like, I, like I said, I was like ten years old, something like that. You know, I was pretty young. So yeah, I I don't remember necessarily my first engagement with philosophy, but mm-hmm. it read like I said, you know, grew up Christian, read the Bible a lot, mm-hmm. and I always found singular verses and things of that nature, mm-hmm. like words basically words had heavy meaning and impact on me so even like motivational quotes or all those types Mm. of things but typically they came from the bible for me just because that's what i had the most access to and there was tidbits of like truth revealed to me in those passages um which is ironic right because we were just again not a last episode necessarily shitting on christianity but pointing out a lot of the fatal fatalistic flaws that it has but for me, I could still find truth in those things. And so slowly but surely, I just kept looking for more people that had mm-hmm. access to truth and want to find yeah. the truth. And it was nice because philosophers typically were trying to give me a truth or give people a truth mm-hmm. without a grand narrative, it seemed like. They were yeah. just like, this is kind of like my best idea of how it works. And that's how right. I felt. Even reading that, and of course there's some philosophers where you feel like, wow, they're pretentious and they think they have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. But on average, I found most things I read and people I read were approaching it from the point of, I think I'm wrong, but this is what I've come up with. And yeah. I really got a sense of, wow, they're very humble in their approach here. They're taking yeah. a very level-headed approach. And so I think that part really intrigued me. And the, the first philosopher started all for me by far with Socrates. Yeah. You know, just asking why I was like, right. Who is this guy? Cause I'm curious. I, that's what I'm asking about everything Right. in my mind. I may not vocalize or verbalize it to people, mm-hmm. but I was always asking why here it yeah. is. This guy, you know, asking everybody why to the point that he was even sentenced to death for corrupting the youth. Right. Yeah. And then defying uh, the gods, I guess uh, there was a more specific terminology for that but corrupting the youth were the charges brought against them and then he defended himself yeah and he threw it he threw it basically purposefully because he was like fuck you basically mm-hmm. um and then he was charged with committing suicide via drinking hemlock and all his friends were like you know don't do this right. we can get you out we can get you to safety you're gonna be exiled whatever but no it's like why why, why should i be afraid of death Mm-hmm. It might be the best thing for me. It's, I've never experienced it, so why are we, why are we arriving to the conclusion it's bad? Yeah, you know, look at this human arrogance. Yeah, this thing I know nothing about. I've already put as bad. Yeah, you know? and then that kind of spirit captured you. Oh right? my goodness, totally captured me. Yeah, I'm still captured by that idea. It's like, mm, is this actually anything? And you come into it open-minded with open mm-hmm. eyes. And just let the experience happen and then arrive to an opinion afterwards. But you mm-hmm. should never arrive to an opinion beforehand. And you're setting yourself up for failure potentially. Yeah. I think in a lot of situations. Or even potentially corrupt your experience. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Yes. How many times? Even yesterday. So we went to go see Thor. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> We're getting back on hey, movies. We have a lot, of, a lot of things to say about that. We, but, yeah, but but yeah. just just saying, like, you didn't want to know the movie review score, right? Yeah. I didn't want to. Yeah, yeah who wants to know that? Because yeah. I can formulate my own thoughts, my ideas, and opinions right. about it. Yeah, and I'll, then I'll I'll find out afterwards. But even if we know that, and if we watch a movie, 
uh, knowing the critics' reviews and scores prior to the movie, even slightly you get affected by it, you know. Yeah. So I, I don't like that. I I want to I want to enjoy fully on my own. Yeah. You know that's why I don't want to hear it. I don't want nothing. Yeah. And that's why you know we sometimes yes uh, it happened to be our scores uh, were comparable to you know public score uh, on this one at least, but the Matrix one was not. Yeah, so far from it. Yeah, but anyway, uh, we're twenty five minutes in almost. Yeah. Oh, our free version is <laughs> over. Get out of here, you freebies! I didn't realize you're still in here. Get out. Okay. Back to, right. <laughs> back to the Don't forget guys. to subscribe. Um, thank you, guys. Thank you. See you next week. Bye. Hello, Patreon members. Our beloved Patreon members. <laughs> Sorry about leaving those other guys you know who in here, but uh, you guys paid. You've got the entry ticket, and we're collecting. Happy to see you here. Same time as last week. I don't know why you're sticking around, but we appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> So philosophy, right? Yeah. I mean, let's just immediately define it. It's the love of wisdom, right? That's what philosophy is. The love Mm -hmm. of wisdom and trying to understand understand fundamental truths. Etymologically, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a difference, right? Epistemology is separation of, it's a, it's a branch of philosophy for sure. Right. It's basically validating how you separate opinion from truth. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, so things like the scientific mat- method and all those things mm-hmm. that'd be like a form of epistemology or a byproduct of it because we're creating uh it's a sub branch yeah we're yeah. we're creating rules in order to define what truth is right but, but also i think you know i, I really love those sub branches because oh, yeah. um yes we uh as we progress as we get better and better uh, I think it's very natural to have those sub branches because at first your your knowledge is very limited. So yeah. uh, very natural you talk about things in general altogether. But as you progress, you accumulate those knowledge, and then you need to talk about more specialties. You know? Yeah, you scope, you narrow down, yeah. you hone into mm-hmm. it, get into the nitty gritty. Right. And that's super interesting. Oh yeah. Uh, because each each branch has its own problems and wild successes as you get mm-hmm. become an expert and then you know they affect each other they influence each other positively negatively you know i mean those are all intermingled it's beautiful you yeah. know but you know since we're talking about philosophy i mean we cannot really i always say this i don't know why i have this habit but i think it's important to talk about uh history a little bit you know right oh yeah you have to understand the cultural relation <clears throat> yeah so um as we know, the Western philosophy really started with the Greek, uh, the Greeks, right? Um, specifically, Thales. Thales was started. Um, earth, fire, yeah. wind, earth. No. <laughs> uh, at the beginning of sixth uh, century BC. How do we know? Because uh, he um, predicted an eclipse, and then uh, it can be dated back, uh, dated. Um, Occurring to astro- astronomers, 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 yeah, astronomers, yeah. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> Astrology. Yeah, they calculated, and then it happened in 585 BC. That's how they wow. know Thales lived in sixth century BC. Wow. Yeah. So Thales started uh, uh, philosophy, and it's just impossible to talk about Western philosophy without talking about 
the Greeks. Yeah. It's just not possible. Well, before we get off Thales real mm-hmm. quick, I don't got to jog my memory here. Wasn't mm-hmm. he also the one he realized the patterns and the seasons yes. and things like that? And then yes. he took a capitalistic adventure Right, like borrowed then, all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so okay. he didn't. He didn't really have to do it, but he saw the pattern of the weather, the climate, yeah. basically, and then he foresaw that oh, there, there's going to be drought, whatever. So he rented all the uh, olive pressing machines, mm-hmm. and then he rented out when uh, those things are in need the most. Yeah, and brilliant. Then he, <laughs> and then he's like, I don't have to do it, but I'm going to show you how if I can do it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Like it's not like he was financially motivated yes. he just wanted to show that he can do it yeah and he, he made a ton of money I, I don't know exactly how much it was but yeah i mean that's the power though i, I mean think it, that it philo- shows shows how much you know he was an anomaly at the time because most people believe that oh this has to do with god this has to do with this you know yeah. more superstitious reason and at the same time, it's like, no, this is a pattern, guys. Yeah. You know, it's going to happen again. I will show you. And yeah. something like that, right? Yeah, and in all fairness to all those people, you know, it's easy to look back and say, look how ignorant and stupid they were. Uh, let's face it. I'd probably be one of those people. You would probably be one of those people. Yeah. Very difficult to ever break free of what right. you believe, the collective belief that mm-hmm. you're born into in the time period. Very difficult mm-hmm. to even pierce the veil and think outside the box. And then to be able to go to such great lengths to prove it in a relatable way to people in that time to be like, yo, check this out. There's some value in thinking Mm -hmm. like this. Yeah. You know, like there is value even if he doesn't make money or, Mm -hmm. you know, show it in that means. There's a huge value. Yeah. And I think personally the value in our lives is obviously like the freedom of choice to go pursue the passions we want. That's Mm -hmm. that's what we've arrived at. You know, it's super useful. But super useful even in our, our jobs in the past, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, okay, I understand this is happening. I understand that this part needs to be replaced. But why? Yeah. And then you get down to, like, base level understanding, fundamental yeah. things, and you start to slowly but surely realize, oh, this is far more complex than mm-hmm. we've ever given it credit for. Yeah. So, I mean, the reason we admire those philosophers, even though – they had some crude <laughs> thoughts and ideas at the time, but only because they were subject to, they were not entirely free from um, the circumstantial yeah. um, uh, ideas, right? And uh, the ideas of their history, their time. That's why. But the reason we admire them is that, like you said, they were the ones who really uh, thought outside, outside of the box, right? Yeah. And it's really hard to go against the flow sometimes you know because you 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 naturally have that doubt is this correct because everybody says no you know but when you have firm belief and not just belief but you speculate and you investigate you know that's the spirit of philosophers yeah man yeah yeah the true love of understanding yeah and that 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 wisdom that Mm -hmm. comes from understanding and you know, we talk about this all the time in normal day-to-day talk, but the difference between, like, wisdom and knowledge. Wisdom comes from experience. Knowledge comes from the understanding not through experience, right? Typically, that's how we, like, separate the two. Mm-hmm. We say, yeah, knowledge is something you can read, 
you can understand, you get conceptually, you understand it. Mm-hmm. Wisdom is experiential understanding of it. Like yeah. You've gone through the process of it. So you have wisdom in that regard. And again, I don't want to get mm-hmm. too caught up on words here and, you know, vocabulary because it's mm-hmm. easy to get lost in the weeds. Mm-hmm. But the love of that knowledge will change your life. Mm-hmm. When you fall in love with learning, it yeah. changes everything. We talk about this all the time that great teachers, a good teacher, is what makes any material interesting. Yeah. You know? For sure. Somebody who's able to teach and explain something in a relatable way can teach you so much. And one of the biggest issues we run into with a lot of the knowledge we have, because we mm-hmm. have an abundance of knowledge, we have too much data, too much knowledge to even mm-hmm. know how to, you know, properly suss out or use Mm -hmm. so we get a lot of people that are teaching that are not passionate Mm -hmm. they're actually not meant to be teachers like god bless you (laughs) god bless any of you that want to teach but suck at teaching you can learn it and you can grow the skill set for sure but a lot of people i think Mm -hmm. don't realize Mm -hmm. that there's only a few people that are called to be teachers yeah or even have the capability right um and you're Uh, this is just more uh an objective uh, yeah. analysis right? yes I mean, this we're is not really crit- I, nobody not, particularly yeah, nobody right. there's nobody um, particularly but we we understand especially in this country in my opinion um uh being a teacher is goddamn hard yeah it's yeah i i hard. look all props all credit so where yeah. credit is due you guys Great respect yeah absolutely yeah but i'm Nothing just saying if you're one of those people oh, yeah, that this is not you. for yeah. you mm-hmm. you gotta look inside yourself and maybe hey maybe yeah. this isn't for me true true or maybe you need to be teaching something else mm-hmm. Or maybe you just need to re-spark your passion and mm-hmm. your love for that thing because, I mean, it is such an attractive call. Even kids see it. When you're passionate about something, yeah. and don't get me wrong, kids can be shitheads, but they want to. They feed back what they see in you. Mm-hmm. They're like, wow, that, they're interested by that. I'm going to be interested by that. You yeah. Know? yeah. It's almost like we mirror what we see Yeah. in a lot of social situations. They have power to really save some kids at least you know yeah you can change somebody's life Mm -hmm. very much so so this is this one pro of philosophy i'm saying yeah you know philosophy oftentimes gets i think falsely conflated with Mm -hmm. difficult to understand things uh kind of this vague esoteric text Mm -hmm. you know very complex very seemingly esoteric uh, like unusable, old, ancient, mm-hmm. like fucking this shit was written on a papyrus. But philosophy is just the love of knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's just learning. That's all it is. Yeah, really it is. And also, um, you know, we're talking about the Greeks a little bit. The Greeks, um, I don't know what happened to Greece. <laughs> I, I, of course, I mean, it's it's been thousands of years, of course. But... When I look at sometimes um, the accomplishment by the Greeks, it just makes me wonder what happened, you know? But, I mean, that's what happens to every civilization, Goddamn right? sophists, let me tell you, there's <laughs> goddamn people they, on that TV. They invented mathematics, of course, yeah, mathematics, like arithmetic and geometry existing in Egypt and uh, yeah, the Middle Babylon. East had it, yeah. yeah. But the deductive reasoning really comes from, it's an invention of the Greeks. Yeah. That's the real real mathematics, which yeah. is, you know. And, of course, maybe there's some, like, history out there mm-hmm. that we're not aware of or there's some discoveries mm-hmm. in other parts of the world that just haven't uh, infiltrated Western civilization. Yeah. So we're not aware. So 
again, we're not trying to give credit to just one particular group of people, but mm-hmm. as far as we're aware, like, yeah, well, they're, as far they're huge, as we right? know so far, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's the case. Yeah. Uh, they met science, they invented mathematics, uh, again, deductive reasoning, which is the, the, the core of advanced uh, mathematics from the smear arithmetic and geometry. And also, importantly, philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. pretty important. Uh, and then, one. you know, the reason for that is that, um, so really the writing uh, was invented by Egyptians, right? Uh, around 4000 BC. Uh, it really started with, um, you know, pictures of the objects intended. And then it was conventionalized so that they can, you know, communicate better, like in writing forms. Uh, ideograms, 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 whatever, um, like just in, uh, just like the case in China too, still today. And then um, the Greeks added vowels, oh, to, huge, yeah, huge, right, to the uh, alphabet writing, and that really, you know, stimulated, uh, you know, the advancement of literature. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why they could have come up with. You know, philosophy, those writings, you know, there's all reason, you know, it was not just magic. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It took, it took a long time, right? Mm -hmm. We're talking about a very long time for all these, Mm -hmm. these progressive systems to occur. And again, you know, the Greeks just happened to be in the right place, the right time, historically speaking. Yeah. As far as like close to uh, Phoenicia, uh, which was like the northern part of Africa, they were the ones who invented alphabet writing. But the Greeks uh, took them and they added vowels to it, and then it was just whole another thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think the one of the shortcomings of the way we interpret the world for a mm-hmm. lot of people is that, again, like I I love that you bring up historical context and mm-hmm. geographical context mm-hmm. because it's so easy to just say, well, look at what they discovered. Like they're brilliant. Like we should just follow everything they've done, mm-hmm. with all without giving credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. Like they're a byproduct of a lot of things coming together and working out in such a way. And then mm-hmm. again, what survives history, right? You know, who wins the wars, who writes the history books, what survives the ages and the times mm-hmm. so that we can say, yeah, these guys did it. But it's all these factors that come together yeah, that made this thing occur. So yeah, there's some particular ones we obviously fixate on because mm-hmm. that's historically what we've done. Um, but we also can't, can't forget to give credit where credit's due. And yeah. so, I, you know, I appreciate you bringing that up. And again, for anybody out there, if you love knowledge, you love learning, you see somebody with a skill set that you mm-hmm. want, you want to learn it, you have to understand there were so many inputs that came into them learning that skill. And if you talk to them, mm-hmm. they might say, well, you know, actually, all I did was X, Y, Z. Do these three things and you'll acquire this skill set. But maybe they're not representing the reality correctly because mm-hmm. they're just using you know their human senses and their beliefs and their ideas about how they arrive to that skill yeah you know if i say hey man you know i got this level of climbing by i wake up every morning at six i eat at two and i make sure to go to bed at eight o'clock if i said those three things are what got me to the level i'm at you'd be kind of like what the hell is he taught he didn't even say anything about climbing <laughs> but people do this all the time they right. they miss or they conflate a mm-hmm. lot of these inputs with these certain outcomes mm-hmm. and that's just misrepresentative of the actual situation yeah. and i think we do that a lot in our day-to-day lives or mm-hmm. you know maybe even politics we say well this is happening because of this mm-hmm. but really uh, a lot of time it seems to be heavy guesswork 
Mm-hmm. And again, that's the the amazing thing about philosophy. We're like, okay, we need to come up with some some better systems here. Yeah. You know, some better ways to say like, no, yeah, this is why it occurs. We can prove it over and over again. Yeah, I think yeah, philosophy was uh, invented um, so that they could systematically speculate um, the curious things that they were they wanted to find out. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, obviously, it's been thousands of years. I mean, six, what, 2,600 years, something like that? 2,800 years. We've progressed a lot. Philosophy, philosophy has progressed a lot. Yeah. Which means that I think still philosophy is one of the best uh, systems that we have for um, com- most comprehensive investigation. Yeah. Other than science. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, obviously, they are not really separable. But it seems like more and more being separated, right? Yeah, I mean, each and every day. But initially, day. they were not separable at all. Very initially. Well, that's they because... They were the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many of these philosophers were like polymath geniuses that were, mm-hmm. you know... Look at, look at, yeah. look at, yeah, look at him, you know, math genius. Mm-hmm. Look at Hume. He was a historian, actually yeah. renowned historian, more than he was a philosopher until he died. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just saying there's so many of these people that were experts in multiple fields i think philosophy and the love of knowledge and being interested in philosophy Mm -hmm. only helps to contribute at garnering better perspective and truth Mm -hmm. in every area of your life it doesn't matter if it's the math the sciences history virtues ethics like philosophy has a place in every single study yeah because it inherently challenges why you think and why you believe something yeah like it raises that question immediately and we were talking about this the other day that religion and science are becoming polarized by the same groups of people. People that grip onto religion and say, this is the absolute truth. And you have people on the opposite end that grip onto science and say, no, this is the absolute truth. When in reality, both those things constitute our life. Philosophy at least goes to say, uh... I don't know. I don't know which one's true, but here's my ideas on it, and here's what I think, again, mm-hmm. could totally not be true. And, it, of course, this varies from yeah. philosopher to philosopher, but I, I think that's the beautiful thing about philosophy. It, it doesn't necessarily offer you an absolute truth and a very specific way to live. It can, yeah, but let's see. Oh, sorry. Yeah, keep going. Oh, sorry. It continually mm-hmm. tells you and asks you and pleads with you mm-hmm. to shed belief. Yeah. To shed your your idea of what everything is mm-hmm. and try to adopt a new perspective. Yeah. And you're constantly doing this over and over. Mm-hmm. Every new philosopher comes and basically shits on the previous philosopher and says, look mm-hmm. at all these assumptions you were making. You thought the world worked like this. Explain this, blah, blah, blah. They basically discredit, disprove it. Mm-hmm. And they don't do it in a kind of like, some have, mocking way. But they build upon this over and over. Yeah, I think that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Whereas math, if you say two plus two is five, they'd be like, nope, that doesn't work under these sets of conditions. Useless information. You're not remembered by history. Mm-hmm. But Thales, look at him. He was wrong about so much. Yeah, yeah. we're talking about him yeah, all this time later. Yeah. I mean, even, uh, I don't know how long exactly, but next hundreds of years, all of them are wrong. I mean, uh, his successors who... You know, I wanted to answer to this answer this question that what is this word made out uh, made out of? Some some say um, water, some say fire. 
Yep, yep. You know, things like that. And, you know, I think it was uh, uh, Permanitis was saying, oh, things are never changing. And the other guys, oh, things are always changing. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you then know? you get Epicurus, you know, yeah. you can't step into the same river twice. Yeah. You know, and these, again, beautiful concepts that still have value today. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and also really important of uh, important role of these questions and answers, yes, those are not true. We know that they're not true. World, this world is not made out of fire. You know, that's yeah. just still the answer. Even five-year-old kid could say that's, I mean, can't say that's wrong. They know yeah. that it's wrong. But really, the important part of it is that those collective efforts, challenges, make our progress possible. Mm, you know, yeah. otherwise we can progress. Yeah. Meaning that if you don't ask questions, if you don't try to investigate, you know, current matters, you're not challenging conventions. You're not challenging the set of values that are considered the standards today. Yeah. Right? Yes, well, standards at the moment are true. We universally consent consent that this is true. Yes. Because it's it's working, right? Yeah. It works for us. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't challenge it. Correct. We if we don't challenge it, we're not gonna be we're not gonna be able to advance. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a certain level of conformity that's necessary to exist and survive. Mm -hmm. But if all you ever do is conform, then you never ever get a chance to potentially change everything. And you know what? Fuck changing everything. I'm not going to say that. You never, you never get a chance to change your world. The most rich experience you'll ever have is your own personal one. Yeah. Cause guess what guys? It's the only one you can experience. Yeah. As far as we're aware right now, as far as I'm aware, that seems pretty close as factual as I can get. You only get your experience. Yeah. So why not make it the coolest, most unique one you can? Um, and to do that, you have to challenge what you've adopted and adapted as truth your entire life. What you've been told is truth. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you might be misunderstood. A lot of the great thinkers of their time were misunderstood. I'm not saying we're great thinkers. I'm definitely not even trying to say that. <laughs> all I'm saying is... Well, you're a thinker, though. Yes, I'm yeah, a thinker. Thinkers, and I'm yeah. totally fine with... At least I've expressed myself mm-hmm. and lived my life trying to understand deeper, like not only personal truths, but seemingly universal truths as well. Mm-hmm. And the piece that has come from that mm-hmm. is one that far surpasses a piece that's been ever offered to me by science, by religion, mm-hmm. by virtues, by ethics. Uh, it's not even close. It doesn't even come close. The personal satisfaction that philosophy has offered me and allowed me to grow mm-hmm. and continue to does is unparalleled Yeah, for me personally. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, philosophy has been, um, you know, oppressed by a lot of, uh, you know, um, authorities, um, starting with the Christianity and Catholic Church and um, today science, right? Uh, because, yes, yeah, science has made us to uh, progress immensely. But also at the same time today, what we're looking at is that um, if you don't fit into this uh, any narrative offered by science, then you're just ostracized. You know, yeah. you're a crazy person. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, but uh, yeah, I understand the science today uh, is very advanced. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, we know a lot of truths about universe and things like that. But also at the same time, we don't know a lot of them. Yeah. So if you're too rigid, then we can't really. It, it just kills our flexibility for 
thinking. Yeah, I, I think the best way to look at these things, mm-hmm. religion, philosophy, science, they're tools. They're tools used to, buy, mm-hmm. to be used by us. Like, if you're trying to use the science tool to mm-hmm. explain, like, interpersonal relationships, you're probably going to have a very difficult experience. <laughs> like, it's going to be very hard. Whereas, if you're trying right. to use the, use the religion tool yeah. for medicine, people are going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts and prayers, you're going to be healed. Like, I'm sorry, it just, some of these things don't work for specific circumstances. Mm-hmm. But to me, that's what makes philosophy, like, the shit, like, the fucking cream of the crop wow look at its applicability across seemingly every field usefulness pure usefulness yeah and that's uh you know that's hard for me to dismiss it's hard for me to dismiss and not want to share with other people and kind of give the viewpoint that this is the value of philosophy and i feel like it needs it needs a rebranding it needs to be modernized yeah um you know, I don't want to lose the roots and even the word philosophy. Yeah. Because it has so much strong meaning. But every time somebody talks to me about, you know, what I believe or life or why I conduct myself a certain way, I'm always talking about philosophy. Yeah. And I think more people are going to be interested in philosophy when they see that, like, yo, those people are cool and they they believe in philosophy and they're interested in philosophers. Oh, shit. Yeah. Philosophy can be cool yeah, and open-minded and unique. Oh, how neat. How interesting. And then also by being interested in philosophy, you get to look at so many different ideas, mm-hmm. so many different dissections of the world. Yeah. You know, you get to like see it cut up and chopped in so many different ways to explain why things are the way they are. Mm-hmm. You, you don't get that in very many things. Yeah. You, get, you can even look at something that's wrong mm-hmm. and still be like, wow, that dude was wrong, but he's considered one of the greatest thinkers of all time. Yeah. Whoa, how did that happen? Yeah. Because he challenged convention. Like you're saying, he challenged the norm. He propelled us forward. She propelled us forward. Whether it's in virtues, ethics, math, science, history, all these things. Yeah. Like fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, also I'd like to mention that, you know, uh, philosophy, philosophy, <laughs> philosophy has been progressing uh, with, with the help of science as well, right? Mm-hmm. Because psychology mm-hmm. and neuroscience and things like that, we have better understanding and therefore philosophy has been um you know, uh, influenced by science as well. So we're, we're not saying that science is, you know, bad or philosophy is good. We're not, yeah. we're, like, we're yeah, not yeah. really talking about it. We're more talking about the, uh, uh, the importance of individual, um, you know, uh, sectors of philosophy and science. And I think science is still like, okay, initially they were not separable, but I think still they're really, really, uh, closely related too, right? Because so. philosophy, yes, yeah, science, just like a philosophy, you speculate, investigate, you know, pose a question, try to answer. Yeah, that's exactly what philosophy does. In science, you work with evidence, uh, you know, equations and things like that. But philosophy does the same thing with words and logic, yeah. right? That's why they're applicable. They're, yeah. That's why they're not just mere thoughts yeah. or opinions yeah. because they give you these answers and questions in the form of very firm logic, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is also very scientific. Yeah, Just because yeah. it doesn't have, you know, uh, measurable quantities or uh, other things doesn't mean that philosophy is unscientific. Yes, exactly. I totally yeah. agree. I think if philosophy was to be, if it was to be uh, not an emotion, but uh, a character trait, I would say philosophy is humility. Like, without a doubt, 
to be a philosopher, you have to be humble. Yeah. So deeply humble. Because all you do as a philosopher, I mean, you know this, like not to say we're philosophers in that regard, mm-hmm. um, but all we do constantly is have our views changed and realize, oh, fuck, I was wrong about my opinion or I did on that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's gotten to the point now in my life, I actually don't adopt any like belief, really. It takes a lot for me to adopt something and say I believe that. Mm. Now I'm just kind of like, okay, but that's probably wrong in some way, so take the good from it. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to let go, like barely hold on to it. Like I appreciate it for the time I have it, but I also mm-hmm. know at any moment this belief can shift, and it should. As things change, this belief should shift right. naturally as everything else does in our lives. Because again, I think this is the nature of our reality is everything is always shifting. Mm-hmm. Nothing is stagnant. Nothing ever stays the same. Yeah, I agree. And uh, uh, just you know, going back to the point I was making is that, um, yeah, they're not separable. They're influencing each other. They've been doing this for forever. And, you know, we can see that um, science really could make this huge leap after Kant, right? Because his uh, his um, uh, theory of, why am I blanking? <laughs> Kant's blanking. <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, why am I blanking? His Are you talking about transcendent? Oh, uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. you're um. <laughs> <laughs> you're blanking. T- <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh my God. It's, liter- the it's literally the most arguably i mean kant's one of the most pivotal philosophers in all time in history yeah like changed the course of history we talked about it oh actually. my god didn't we've we talked do- about this all the time we've talked about wait, it kant. did we do uh entire an episode entire episode uh, yeah we did an entire episode on kant whoa yeah, we yeah probably remember because was- i mean you can uh refer back to that oh, episode man. but <laughs> don't smoke um, weed <laughs> <laughs> by the way we we just started to think that uh because we're we do edibles pretty much every day. Daily. Like right uh, before going to bed. So. Yeah, before going to bed. Yeah. Guys, we don't do that like from the get-go. That'd be crazy. Right? We don't do that. It's because it helps us to uh, sleep better, right? And yeah. Just relax. That's it. So we typically do uh, uh, do edibles like at 6.30 or 7, a few yeah. hours before we go to sleep. And just I, I get great sleep, man. But we started, started thinking that like maybe it's affecting our short-term memory. Yeah, recently like, I feel like my ability to recall efficiently mm-hmm. is – deteriorate it I, and again i don't know this could potentially be you know we've been training a lot mm. and we're slowly getting the diet back to like eating more we've been mm. under eating and all these other things so that might be related to it but yeah. i mean i think that maybe that maybe that's it more than anything because it mm. seems weird that would start now but i know isn't it isn't easy it's easy to bit. dismiss because i i just want to keep eating yes. them <laughs> <laughs> maybe we switch the smoking <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think it's the the way we're consuming the THC that's the problem. It might just be the THC. I, uh, a couple of words popped up in my head. Pure reasoning. <sighs> yeah, I mean that's close, but it's um, it's not. It's yeah, not. not a, it's, it's not the entire. We're talking about philosophy, and we can't even fucking name his book. <laughs> I know. Oh, <laughs> we can look it up now. Yeah. But anyway, that's not the important. We already did entire episode on Immanuel Kant. Very very influential. Probably one of the most influential. Uh, persons ever lived yes. in the history of uh, humankind yes again because uh, that we've documented it for sure yes yeah. well because science had hu- you know could have could have huge leap because of his theory right um so yeah i mean philosophy and science are not really separable and therefore 
um, I, I, it's really hard to watch and um, see uh, this division between science and philosophy. Dude, today. honestly, it, yeah. yeah, it breaks my heart a bit. Yeah, you know, it breaks my heart. I've got a really good friend who's, you know, doing her PhD in math. Every yeah. time we talk about you know philosophy, and math, and where they meet, it's you know mostly entirely dismissive of it, and it's just it, it's hard, man. I don't know. I it's hard for me for me when anybody wants to dismiss philosophy because. Like I said, again, the level of humbleness that it brings to your life Mm -hmm. and peace in that, in that way of like, it's okay. Like I can't truly know entirely. So Mm -hmm. it's okay that I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least I think, you know, it's okay to have, um, different opinions or different different. passion. Uh, maybe, you know, their passion for mathematics, whatever it is, right. It is just too strong that exceeds, um, just beyond, our level of, um, I guess, um, where we can have a conversation, right? I yeah. mean, it's, it's, we should be able to at least, it doesn't matter if it takes two hours or whatever, right? I mean, we, can, we should be able to at least have conversation and debate. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. Wow, this is going to bother me. What it is? No. Oh, critical... Critical pure reasoning is that something close? Something close. Okay, let's look it up. Okay, we're looking it up. We're cheating. It's not the criticism pure reason. I think that's that's a. Critique of pure reason. Okay. Critique. Critique of pure reason. Well, it was close. Yeah, close. <laughs> <laughs> so go read that book and I guess that's where we're going to end this podcast because apparently we need to go study more too we're idiots <laughs> no it's the weed man it's not me it's no we trust. have uh, we're going to no we continue I'm just I'm just oh, okay. playing, being okay. playful yeah so actually when we decided to uh, do this episode on philosophy we actually wanted to talk more about why why do we need a philosophy today you know yeah um, that's what we're talking about actually we did have some discussion on this uh two days ago yeah uh but i already forgot everything that <laughs> useless but i think we uh touched on some of them right because um you know we should be able to continue to progress in parallel and influence each yeah. other i think that's why i think that's probably at least one of the most important reasons because and then also really it goes against if you kill philosophy it really goes against our nature speculative nature like yeah yeah we want to keep asking why why yeah. why and then we want to answer i mean that's part of the fun isn't it oh, like yeah. when you ask why and then it, uh, i and then i can answer a lot of times yeah for sure but that's where the fun begins yeah like I, I get to investigate you know i think that's the beautiful thing it's an unsolvable puzzle yeah that continually beckons us to try and solve and answer mm-hmm. it and that's, that's why what we have conversation does. all the time dude all the time we, we talk about this literally guys i mean yeah. hours every day yeah. <laughs> you know, I was just randomly right. We were we're walking <laughs> oh out gosh, the gym. You're that. doing that. You know, over there I'm doing this over. Just 
one of us just walks up to each other, you know, <laughs> another one of the Hey, man, I just had this thought about <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And then we start a conversation. Like, we do this all the time, you know, in, in the car, when we're eating, you know, randomly, just randomly, right? But, yeah. you know. It dominates our conversation and yeah. our thoughts and our ideas. And that's what makes us, uh, like, think all the time and then uh, makes us to uh, wanting to read things, wanting to find out more things, you know wanting to talk to people because now on top of because years ago uh maybe even two years ago we still loved the philosophy but mm-hmm. it, it was a bit little like a little bit ex- different experience right because now we we're valuing in experience so much that that's what made me like so open-minded that i want to listen to people like i want to know what kind of like important core values they have through their experiences like i want to listen to them and then why you know yeah i think this is the biggest critique anybody can make of some specific philosophers specifically kant and it's been thrown against him a lot so i'm gonna throw it right against him he had no experience outside of intellectual um, you know, he lived in a, largely. Yeah, yeah he he never traveled largely. further than I think he was, he was a hermit. Yeah, yeah, complete hermit. Yeah, had no real world experience. Like, don't get me wrong. Obviously, you can have a huge impact on the world without real world experience. But man, this real world experience stuff, I will never ever. I say that I'm going to hold myself to it. I hope so. I'll never ever trade anything else for it. Hmm. You know, a nine to five, a fucking jo- a kid, wife. You know, I will never make that trade again. Uh, I didn't have a kid, or you know, I've abandoned them. What am I talking about? No, I. The value is so strong, though. It would take something remarkable, for me to even be willing to entertain the idea of exchange. Yeah. But also, it's subject to change, though, right? I mean, you. Oh, completely. Right? Yeah, it's like I said, it's <laughs> open in my hand, right? Yeah. Like right now, like. That is very true in this moment, you know? Yeah. The set of beliefs is accurately true in this situation. Yeah. Um, again, I think truth can only be, by definition, true mm-hmm. based on, you know, uh, basically other factors that make it true, right? In relation to something else, it can only be true. It can't be true in and of itself, right? We need something to compare it to. Yeah. Um, or circumstance, basically an equation. Mm-hmm. Or perspectives. Yeah, or perspectives, yeah. right? Yeah. But, dude, I... So, yeah, when amazing. we're talking about... Like, even years ago, we have... I mean, I... <laughs> like, we we value romantic love a lot. But, like, lately, recently... I mean, this is a recent change, guys. We're talking about, oh, maybe... I mean, maybe I don't want to. I don't want that yeah. anymore. I don't know. Yeah. Like, so I, like Traditional I said, sense. Of, yeah, traditional yeah, sense traditional of sense, romantic yeah. love relationship. And again, like I'm not against it. It's just, you know, my recent changes in thoughts and my philosophy, it kind of made me start to think that I think I value my freedom of uh, freedom for exploration of ideas and experiences more than anything else. And the only the only reason I think that way is that um, if I'm in a like traditional conventional uh, relationship then that's gonna really interfere with my freedom you know that's yeah. the only reason I started to think that this could be against my uh, spirit yeah but yeah. it can change yeah. you know uh, so I don't know but that's just my recent thought about that's the thing because you're open to things changing mm-hmm. for whatever reason it feels like the universe I 
hate that. Uh Sounds so spiritually weird (laughs) and wooey. But when you're open to change, suddenly you get it. You know, like, but when you're more open to things, it seems like life naturally Mm. gives you more things because you're more able to accept them. Right. I don't know why this is the case. I really don't. And again, this is just my personal experience. But others speak about this very real Mm-hmm. phenomena you know i don't know if we can categorize it via the means and tools of science mm-hmm. i philosophically we can right because it's not bound to the rules and regulations mm-hmm. of science and that's the beautiful thing it's also not bound by the rules and regulations of religion where i have to be a believer i have mm-hmm. to have faith faith that's independent of my experience mm-hmm. um i think that's fucking awesome like yeah philosophy is the one thing where like yeah man there's really no rules mm-hmm you got to make a good argument for other people to buy it or believe yeah. into it, but it's for your own personal value. Yeah, and then that is the entire spirit of initial philosophers. You know, the Greeks, the reason they invented philosophy was that they were encouraged to have this freedom of thought not bound in the fetter of conventional orthodoxy. Yeah. That's why they were so good at it. And yeah. that's the spirit I like to have. You know, yeah. I want to have freedom of thoughts. Yeah. And not to say every Greek was this fucking enlightened <laughs> dude, right? Obviously right. Yeah, we're not. not. Saying yeah. That. yeah. I mean, they put people to death, you know, the sophists fucked mm-hmm. it for a lot of people. Yeah. But the thing is though, when you're really on that path and you mm-hmm. got that bone, and you're chewing, mm-hmm. you're on it, you're like, I don't care. I don't care about what other people are doing mm-hmm. what they think. Yo, I'm on to something here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can feel it. I'm on to mm-hmm. it. And historically speaking, it's just that every civilization that had a freedom of thought um, came up with something great, you know. Uh, the Greeks, China back then, you know. I mean, of course, in a different sense, but also United States of America, you know. <laughs> uh, the reason that um, the U.S., not just because of money, were able to, I'm not talking about today's America, but <laughs> the reason... Uh, America was able to uh, come up with so many great things is that because of their freedom of thought, you know, mm-hmm. the invention of, I mean, the whole country was founded upon the idea of freedom, right? Freedom of religion. And then, you know, that that's why it's not strange that in the French shipped the entire that's what they'll tell <laughs> the you, buddy, statue huh? of liberty. They did it out of admiration. They didn't do it just because they were scared of America at that time, you know? They actually really praised them, you know? Mm-hmm. And then that's why we came up with jeans, you know, jeans changed the entire world. Dude, jeans are dope. The idea, like, iconic material of freedom, like, you give us. Like, in, in the med- medievals and, you know, all that time, even in, uh, uh, in the 18th century, 17th century, their clothing was so goddamn uncomfortable, you know, so formal, you know, it was all about being formality and, you know, uh, conventions and things like that. And suddenly we have jeans, you know, that gives you true freedom, right? Yeah. And cars, freedom of moves, you know, and um, I mean, you name it. There are so many goddamn things. But what I'm trying to say is that when you have that freedom of thought, when you're not bound in something, in, in forms of usually authoritarians or sort of their nature, things of their nature. We're capable of doing something great. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's the nature of philosophy. Yeah, I think so. And again, that something great could be just great to your own personal truth. Mm-hmm. Like maybe others won't see it. Maybe by the standard 
of the society and the culture and the time period you live in, maybe it won't be considered great, mm. but the great, the greatness that we're referring to is like life satisfaction. Yeah. Like you could really get life satisfaction. Yeah. You know, purpose. Purpose. Yeah. And then, you know, I think hopefully the, our ideas can affect positively. Yeah. Yeah. The successors, you know, I, I think that's, that's at least my hope for my life that yeah, I yeah. can leave something behind me that can be studied. And then, you know, um, I mean, not, not, not to say that I'm a great thinker, that my work is going to be great to be studied. <laughs> I'm not saying that, but at least leave behind something, some, you know, breadcrumb of some subject that people can talk about and yeah. then expand upon and build upon it, you know, or at least challenge it, whatever, you know, in any way, if I can contribute yeah. to um, humankind in terms of uh, philosophy and science, whatever, um, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah, no, totally, totally. I mean, even culturally to contribute has an impact on mm -hmm. everything else has an impact on the sciences yeah. impact on everything if you can impact culture you can shift yeah. all of it so you don't have to necessarily just check off science or yeah that's you know, true math you, you have so many avenues that mm -hmm. have impacts and again that's the i feel like the the shortcoming of the time period we live in here in the west is that we think only certain things are valuable or only certain things have inputs for these other outcomes. Mm -hmm. And we rob the reality that there's fucking an unmeasurable amount of inputs that we have yeah. and we happen to have outcomes and we only correlate so many of them. Yeah. But that's the beauty about AI and technology is that eventually we're going to have more understanding, Yeah. a deeper, richer understanding of it. Um, if that's going to be good or bad, who knows? That's uh, that's, that's future's, another, future's problem, not ours. Deserve, also deserves another episode, right? Yeah. To, oh, yeah. We'll probably great. talk about AI, right, yeah. soon. That's yeah, an interest of uh, ours. We, talk, we talked about it actually like three days ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thank you for listening, guys. We'll probably do another uh, episode for uh, philosophy. Yeah, I mean, there we are definitely so many will. great things to talk about. We'll probably about. have to talk about like thinkers. And like we mentioned before, mm -hmm. we want to kind of current modernize it. You know, maybe mm -hmm. talk about some modern day topics. Yeah, and what people have been saying. Because look, you'd be surprised, but all the arguments that we're having today—they've been had for a very long time. Yeah, the subjects still. might have shifted a little bit, but the primary right. arguments are still the same. Kind of crazy. Yeah. Progress, baby. Yeah, progress. but uh, if you have any particular subjects you want us to please. talk about, yeah, please let us know. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, we'll be honest with you. We don't know shit about it. Like, <laughs> we're not going to be like, yeah, yeah we sure. have an idea. Because I, I personally don't hold opinions on yeah. many things because I don't think I have the capability to. Like, mm. I'm just being honest. I can only give you an opinion or a thought about something I really care about yeah. deeply. I can give you like some thoughts, but I will never, ever say, like, this is the truth. You need to believe right. this. This will help you. I'm not offering that to anybody. Yeah. I don't have the solution for you. I have the solution for me, mm -hmm. and that's changing. It's going to be yeah. different tomorrow than it is today. Slightly different. Yeah. Even and if I'm also, not aware of it. Uh, we also bought, uh, the, if there is a subject that we have no knowledge of, uh, we're learn. willing to investigate. Yeah, I want to learn. Study. Well, it's going to take take us more time, but uh, we can do that and then present our thoughts. Yeah. I mean, that's also possible. So any subject is welcome. So just let us know. Thank you for listening, guys. See you See next you. week. Bye.